with me and you'll see all the junk we stash behind the curtain there is no word i know in this world that rhymes with curtain i'm fairly certain <laughs> Everybody. What the heck? That's how you're starting our renewal to behind this curtain? Dude, are you okay? <laughs> because this it is the second like time you've done that today. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm really excited. I'm just a happy Just because we had a really Dang. good recording yeah. session. We're not going to tell you what that is because that might break the illusion of how we record stuff. So. Yeah, true. We're back with behind the curtain. <gasps> behind the curtain. Yay! These are going to be monthly releases on the 15th of every month. The 15th of every month, not to be confused with the newsletter, which comes out the first of every month. Mm. So the behind the curtains might incorporate some stuff that we write about in the newsletter. Yes, there will be one example of that today. Congratulations. You know, I'm kind of proud of the the fact that I'm subscribed to the newsletter. Do you I feel like I'm a part of the action. Yeah, I get it every month. Do you actually read it every month? Yeah, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I get those. I get those notifications. I get those stats. Let me know who's opened it, and you're not one of them. I <gasps> I did read the the one for last month. You lied. You I know. I really do. Did you? I'm just joking. Have you put the? No, the Zachary one out for really this does. Month? I put one out for February. Yes. I don't know it's if I got that in my March uh, yet. <gasps> in my email. Why didn't you get at it? it? Uh, I don't know. Well, you better check things. Maybe I did, but since I have over those are 5, brilliantly emails, written, aren't they? Aren't they hilariously yeah, and brilliantly written? I, pretty good. I appreciate them highly. That I really good. like them. I like helping you make them too. I know you write them, but I yes, like he doing puts the them together in a stuff. good format. It's a lot of fun and adds all the goodies to it. Good for Spencer to take all the credit here. <laughs> yeah, all of the it, newsletter is written solely by me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pat myself on the back because I do a great job. Okay, I'll be leaving behind the curtain now with that newsletter. You're Go rude. Me. Uh, anyway, yeah, the newsletter's good. Mom does a good job <laughs> writing the newsletter. Uh, and uh, in case you didn't realize, Zachary's joining us on this behind the curtain. What? I didn't know I was here in a place. It's a special because we haven't done it for so long. Yes. So Zach wanted to be part of it. He didn't want to be left out. Holy crap. I'm in a room doing things with people. Wow. I know. It's amazing. Dude. Twice in one dude. day. Holy <laughs> Freaking righteous, dude. Oh, my gosh. So it's going to be a different format. When we're doing these behind the curtains, you'll see as we put them out. We might even try to get some other podcasting folks on the show with us and Ooh, do some like, interviews and stuff like that. I really want to get Brian Lane. Yeah, we on. need Brian Lane. I want him to come on and talk to us about the show, what the show means to him, and then tell us about his games and like his writing process. And his book, too. Yeah, because he's an amazing author. I started reading the book, but I don't want to talk about that yet because I want to do like a whole episode of Behind the Curtain just dedicated right. to Brian's book. Zachary, and stop talking about it then. We gotta, we gotta, mm-hmm. we I all gotta finish it. Read. At least you and me gotta finish it. So Yeah. But so far, I'm really enjoying it. Um, anyway. We just got done with probably one of the greatest recording sessions we've had ever. ever. My head epic. hurts a lot. Yeah, it was pretty draining for poor it's Spencer. It's too much for Spencer's pea-sized brain. Yes, Actually, it was. It, it was like four pages of notes in my little notebook here. 
That's a lot. There was a lot going on. That is episode 123 that'll be coming out. You don't want to miss it. Two weeks. Are we splitting it up into two? No. It's going to be two parts, but it'll only be one release. So it'll all release oh. on Monday. Yes. So the file size is manageable. Yes. Because Got if I try it. to upload too big of a file, it kills the site, basically. How rude. And so I'm sure I could. I'm sure I could upload a no, two-hour episode. No, but we don't episode, want to... Page, are people out there listening to have problems with things? Well, are I, you saying it, that our beautiful new Wi-Fi is not capable of I'm not even of talking about the Wi-Fi. I'm talking about the hosting site the that we put the episodes site. on. And I'm also talking about people when they try to stream it. Yes. If they try to stream it or they try to download it. and It's too big. Their internet might not be the best. Or yeah, like everybody works. doesn't have our internet great internet. Yeah. might not be the best or whatever. It If it's too big, I think it might cause problems. So we're going to have two mm. parts. It's going to be over two hours, probably close to two and a half with both parts. But they'll bo- they'll both be coming out. It uh, is awesome. People do not what miss day it. Is that coming out? So 122 comes out on the 17th and then 123 comes out on the 24th. Awesome. So make sure you are caught up because oh, you, you want to be caught up. You do not want to miss 123. It's it is amazing. A sweetness. I did amazing. In we that need to episode. stop talking about it so we don't accidentally let something slip. Well, I also don't want to like talk it up too much. I want people to like go into it with low expectations, so when they do oh, listen so to then it, when, then yeah. so one twenty three is lot. crap. It sucks, but still listen to it and then let us you know, know what that, you think about I'm it. I'm doing that tonight. As a matter of fact, I'm going in to go watch a play called Strictly Ballroom with my husband. It's a, like a day late Valentine's thing, and I'm afraid it's going to be like all dancing, which dancing is fine, but I'm more of a musical. I like to hear the music and stuff. So I'm going in very low expectations, hoping that it will exceed those low expectations. So it's the best you, way to live dang life. Low. That's how I went into Susan Cole the musical, and actually mm. pleasantly surprised. So if the people in charge of the financial decisions for those two plays would like to sponsor us, we would love to talk about them more. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, so like I said, the format of this is going to be changing. Uh, we'll maybe do some episode recaps if there's like ever really big episode. So the next behind the curtain that comes out in March, we'll probably talk about 123. Um, yeah, even though it was just okay yeah, of an episode. Okay. Uh, but for the most part, we're gonna we're just gonna kind of let you know what's going on in our lives. Uh, more on like the pop culture scene <laughs> so we're actually going to transition into our first segment known as highway to the board game zone highway to the board game zone <laughs> that was awful that was terrible so, i think i was the worst too. welcome to the very first highway to the board Woo! game zone everybody uh I'll let you go first. Talk about... Really? Yes. I wanted to talk about my new Christmas game, but nobody will play it with me yet. It's a little treehouse Do not one. throw us under the bus. Oh, totally. That's the first thing I'm doing is throwing you all under the bus. I am We were supposed offended. to play my new game on New Year's, and nobody played a game with me. It was sad. It was wow. very sad. So we need to play the new game. It's a little treehouse card game. It looks super fun and easy, so next time I'll let you know you about know, that now one. that you threw us under the bus, we're not going to play it with you. Yeah, you can forget yes, you playing will. that nope. game ever. Because we have to tell our readers how fabulous the game it is. I believe Spencer bought it for me. Oh. Well, we're not so, talking yes. about that game. No. What game did I'm you actually about... bring to the table today? 
I didn't actually bring it to the table, <laughs> but it's here in our house. What is literally is sitting in front of you right this very second? <laughs> My tower. Uh, Snorta is the game I wanted to bring up because uh, this is a family standard of the Borup family clan. We take this game everywhere. Luckily, it still has a box. I believe I've retaped the box a few times. But simple premise, you just all have a barnyard animal. You put it under your little barn to hide it after you show everybody what you have. You flip cards in front of you until you get a match of animals that don't match your animal hidden in the barn, by the way. So if your card... Which gets confusing. Yes. And then but that's the point of the game. If my card matches Zachary's card, say we have two snakes that match... But I have to remember his animal was a dog, and he has to remember my animal was a cat. And I have to say woof before he says meow. And it gets very funny and very tricky. Especially when you're playing with people who have terrible memories and just start screaming yes. out like every barn every, animal noise or on the planet. Just making random noises. Yeah. It's been very uh -huh. funny. Like a whack. Yeah. He's like, whack! You're like, what animal is that even supposed to be? The sad thing is we have it when it first came out. So we have little plastic barns and little plastic animals. And now it's completely gone to a card game only, which to me is not as fun. Because you're flipping over the card. Well, and the, the uh, animals it, and the barns have nothing to do with the actual like play. gameplay. It's, it's just more of an aesthetic. It is. But it's a great mm. aesthetic, especially when you have little kids, because they get to play with that. And, you know, they remember that, oh, yeah, I'm trying to remember the animal in the barn. When you have a card flipped over, believe me, it gets a lot trickier. I've played both both sets. Yeah, Spencer, it takes something away. Of all people, you should understand the great joy that comes from having a miniature in front of you. Exactly. Yeah. See, see. Exactly. It's I really like great. those miniatures. So if you can games. find an old classic one, that's one I'd get. But it's still a fun game, even with the cards. So that's my plug for this month is Snorda, available at all fine gaming stores. Gaming stores. Yeah, check out your brick and mortar stores first. Support your local game stores. Yes, please. And then if so they we don't can have keep it, them around. if they don't have it, then you can go to eBay or Amazon. A or lot whatever, of them though will order stuff for yeah. you if you tell them. Yeah, it's really cool. You can and go in can and request. Yeah. And yeah, if they have the ability to get it, they'll get it for they'll you. Do and it. then, and then, uh, yeah. So yeah, check out your local board game store. A super family um, friendly. The board game that I have brought to the table. It's not a board game. Uh, it's a tabletop role-playing game similar to pathfinder but uh this game were you in this game the one we did at halloween with dr mac zachary i was not okay. i think i was doing something oh are you talking about remember. the candle yes. game? yes so it is called 10 candles and uh everybody is playing a character that is a survivor of this post-apocalyptic event uh that all of the light has gone out all the stars have gone out the sun doesn't shine anymore for whatever reason and every story is different every playthrough is different and every time you play you have a different character character creation is very simple you start by writing traits of of characters but what's fun is you actually write traits and then pass you have two traits and then you pass those traits to the person on your right and your left. And so you're actually building the characters for the people around you. And then you have that a... That could get mean. It's really, it's a really cool concept. Um, Unless and, you're uh, wicked-minded. <laughs> I was the GM, though. Okay, I'm just uh, saying. I wasn't part of that. 
and then everybody puts in uh, like a like a hope that they have, and then everybody puts in a brink, which is like their breaking point. And so you, when you're playing, you can you can get rid of your traits and your hope, and once you and so they're all written on index cards. And you have them in front of you. And once you get rid of everything else and the only thing that's left is your brink, you can use that to try and – it'll give you a bonus on your roll. But if you fail, your character, like, is basically out of the game because they – Because the brink? Because you failed the brink. They went over the brink? Yes. Uh-huh. They, they went over the edge. My brink would be Zachary. <laughs> As you know, as expected, I'm okay with that though. <laughs> but it's really fun, and then the ten, it's called ten candles because you actually have ten candles in front of you, uh, and you light them all when you start, and you actually light them as you're doing the character creation and stuff like that, um, and then one by one they'll go out. Either they'll go out if somebody fails something, if they try to do a check and they fail. Or they just go out on their own. If they go out on their own, then you proceed to the next part of the story. And at the end of every story, everybody goes around the circle, everybody that's still alive. And for the number of candles that are lit, that still remain lit, everybody says a truth. And the truth can be anything as long as it's true. Well, it is true. If you say it, it is true, which is kind of cool because uh, there, there aren't any minis. There's no maps. It's all theater of the mind, and everybody's just, like, telling a story together, which oh. is really cool. About um, how long does this game take, though? About a couple hours. Okay, so this yeah. is not one for the faint of heart. Well, and it is not because the book actually tells you the game itself is meant to be played with everybody knowing that everybody's going to die. Oh. So, but it's so it's really cool. Your depressive mentality. <laughs> yeah, it's oh a gosh. it's a tragedy. It's a tragic story, but at the same time, it's it's these characters still trying to find hope amidst this tragedy, and it's you telling these final moments of these characters that you created. So it's kind of cool. It's I enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun. We played it for Halloween. We had like ten people here, yeah, which I was insane. It's a big group, but it's it's very like standard. Like you know, when you play, you want to play with like five or six people. Yeah. Yeah, I had too many, but because it was a lot of fun yeah. still. Uh, and we did come up with some home rules for it. I can't exactly remember. I'd have to play it again. Uh, and I'd have to get Doctor Mac to come over <laughs> and help <laughs> me remember the home rules nice. we made. But, uh, yeah, so that's my game. Uh, Zachary, do you have a board game for the board game zone? I do have a board game. You know, I haven't had a lot of opportunity to play board games recently, but uh, the, the last one I remember besides Pathfinder uh, really enjoying was uh, during – it was quite a while ago uh, – during the 4th of July time frame, uh, Spencer, uh, Phil, and I and a couple other people went up to – uh, like a little camping retreat. Oh, the boys' retreat. Yeah, yeah the, the boys', boys retreat. retreat. And so we brought a really cool board game that Spencer got a while ago called Lords of Hellas. Ooh. Uh, I really enjoy that game uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, it's very satisfying for my uh, love of minis. It has a lot of miniatures and, and uh, collectibles that happen in the game. Uh, it's a tactical game, which I'm a very big fan of, one of my favorite uh, game series is Fire Emblem, which is a grid-based tactical uh, RPG-type game. 
Uh, so it really plays on a lot of my in like favorite genres of gaming. One thing I really Sweet. enjoyed about it is it's not just area control, like Risk. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Risk, you're just trying to conquer everybody else's territory and be like the most powerful army, right. basically. Um, and this one, while you are like building your army and controlling territory, there's also other things you can do to help you win, like killing monsters. Yeah, or going on quests and a whole bunch of other stuff. But I... Love the game because... Oh, tell everybody what the theme of the oh, game is, the, though. The, the theme is of, uh, like, Greek mythology. Uh, you play a uh, a hero, uh, such as, uh, I think, Odysseus or... Wait a second. What? Is this that game that came in all those pieces? Yeah. That all the boxes. Forever yes. and ever. That oh, I was waiting for for two years. This is a huge years. game. Yeah. It's a very big game. I didn't realize you game. actually played it. Yeah. Okay, cool. We played it a couple times. Yeah, it's nice. a lot of fun. But... Oh, and the other really cool thing is uh, there's not a ton of setup. So once you get into it, uh, especially if you keep things organized, it's just like pulling the minis out and slapping them on the table and then getting their nice. appropriate cards. But if you keep it organized, the setup time's like 15 minutes. Yeah, Ooh, it's pretty sweet. easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, the main point of the game is to... Uh, to win. To win, basically. <laughs> but you can do that... Uh, through various means, such as uh, building and maintaining a monument uh, devoted to uh, a specific Greek god. The ones we played with were Zeus, Hermes, and uh, Athena, I think. Um, You can gain full control of two regions, or I think the third one is you slay a certain monsters. amount of monsters. Yeah. yeah, you have to kill like three monsters, I think. Wow. Uh, it's very cool. Uh, I like it for the tactical aspect because I've always enjoyed coming up with a strategy and also using that strategy to predict uh, your opponent's next methods. Like, I remember on that specific retreat, I had a plan, but I also knew that uh, another player... If he realized uh, that he was just about to leave his area open, I could easily come in there and take over those two regions and win the game that way, which would be kind of easy. But thankfully, he left, and I ended up winning that that session of the game. But I love that kind of aspect where you have to think outside the box, and it's not just one method to winning – some might be easier than others, and some might be harder than others, but there's no, like, set path that you have to go on, but you still have to be strategic about it. Yeah, I kind of like that idea that there's different ways mm-hmm. to win the game. Cool. Yeah, it's really cool. I might have to play that one. Next, Board Game Zone. I hope to feature new game I just got called Trial by Trolley. I haven't played it yet, so we won't talk about it, but hopefully that's the one we do. Um, hopefully we get to play your Treehouse game. We have that in the next game. Highway to the Board Game Zone. Uh so we're going to move on to the next segment of the show. Next segment. Uh, I don't have a name for it yet. Maybe we could do like some kind of giveaway or something like if people like submit a name for this Movie segment. magic. Okay. I don't know. That actually I'm works. I'm just yelling stuff that out. That actually works. So, yes, the next segment, forget the giveaway. Yeah, no one wants to give you people anything. <laughs> so the next Rude. segment of the show is called the Movie Magic, everybody. So um, this will be the segment where we talk about movies that we've seen recently that we really enjoyed. Uh, I will go first this time. Yes, sir. 
And I'm going to talk about Star Wars. Isn't everybody talking about Star Wars? This last Star movie Wars. was amazing. What's I going cried on in the theater. I don't recall you crying. I was cried sobbing. over Star Wars. I was sobbing. I was doing that like really awful, like where you can't breathe, cry. Seriously? And the tears, you, like, the tears doing... like don't actually like the... come. <laughs> yes, I could not oh breathe. Oh my gosh! Were you doing okay, like any, the, anybody? The... I'm not going to spoil anything, but if Dedicated you're listening, fan right there. if you're listening, the I'm going to say I'm going to say two words, and this is the moment I cried when I Han heard Solo. <laughs> when I heard, "Hey kid, I lost it." So no spoilers, oh. no spoilers. If you know what that means, don't say. But that's the moment where I lost everything, oh. the whole thing. All of it. That movie was really good. I really enjoyed the nostalgia. I enjoyed all the Easter eggs. I know some critics weren't fans of like how much from the old movies they were like That's putting in it, but I really enjoyed you know, it. Did you I, enjoy that? I love that movie, and you know I find the the complaint about nostalgia being very annoying because, in my opinion, if you weren't uh, a very big fan of the original series or the original trilogy uh, or even the original six movies, uh, if you weren't a fan and you didn't have that nostalgic feeling and memories behind those movies, I don't think you would care about a new trilogy coming out. I don't think you would want to attend it. I don't think you'd care enough to even follow the progress of it. So to say that you don't like when a movie that is a continuation of a saga that you loved previously to you hate that there's a nostalgic feeling to it that doesn't make any sense because why would you want to see that new movie if you didn't like the originals and want to think about the originals something something to think about is what's really cool is our parents went and saw well dad fell asleep in the original the first movie i saw one in the theater uh and then we got one through three, we got the prequel films in theaters, mm-hmm. and now kids and their parents. below us and their parents who who are fond of it, they can now take them to this new trilogy, which is really cool in my opinion, uh, because the kids that weren't old enough to go see one through three in theaters now have the opportunity to see Star Wars on the big screen with seven through nine, which is really cool. So even if you if, even if they don't have the nostalgic. From watching mm-hmm. the originals or the prequels, it's still it's still a cool experience f- for them to be able mm-hmm. to go, and that's how they get their start into Star Wars. And so when they're twenty something, they'll be n- they might be nostalgic of these new movies of the continuation trilogy. Well, the only reason I even want Mm -hmm. to see number nine is because of the nostalgia, because of what you told me about it. Because after I saw seven, I didn't want to see anymore. I didn't see eight. I have no desire to see eight. But I may red box nine now. You know, I feel like we might have spoiled a bit too much about nine for you. Because I remember... Spencer told me the whole thing. Yeah, I told mom the whole thing. He went through the whole movie, (laughs) which actually helped me because then I was like, oh, maybe I do want to go red box it. I'm not wasting nine bucks. I grabbed a wooden spoon in the kitchen and I pretended it was my lightsaber. And I was like acting scenes out in the kitchen. (laughs) It was quite exciting, yeah. I don't remember everything you told me, so I would totally red box it. You know, one of these nights when dad's not home or when he wants to go to sleep and take a good nap because he doesn't like any of those movies. 
I just like one through three, so I'm just you mean a four, diehard. Five and six? Yes, I'm just a diehard. Well, some people would Star argue. Person. Some people would argue that those are one, two, three. Yeah, I know. So. I know they're really four, five, six. Blah blah blah. <laughs> Star Wars is too political for this show. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, okay, so that's my movie. That's Zachary's movie as well. I think. No. What? Zachary has his own movie. Zachary, you can't you're have your own movie. You're trying to take away my portion of the segment. Zachary, you're not a real person. You wow. can't have your you own movie. You know what? <laughs> he only gets to do the game portion. I was going to buy you lunch, and now I'm <laughs> no. not going to. <laughs> Zachary, it's your turn. What movie did you bring to the table? So this is going to be sound, sound really obscure, but um, recently I found a YouTube video of a clip of a movie. It's a Chinese drama slash tragedy movie wait what's it called i think i've seen are you talking about parasite no oh Oh, that's what i thought i thought he was talking about because that movie that movie like swept the oscars and nobody thought it was gonna win i haven't seen it yet but that movie sounds amazing i haven't seen it either but um it's like a really small movie that i'm sure a lot of people haven't even heard of uh but it's called i belonged to you uh, was it actually on the big screen? No, I I don't think it was. It's a Prime movie, Amazon Prime oh, movie. Oh, he's going into yeah. a different category. Is that allowable? Yes, you oh, don't have to a, have a big a, screen it's just theater movie. Look magic. at that. Any movie you've seen recently. And Movie Magic could even be a TV show that you really enjoy. No, that's not so movie. That's I could have brought Lucifer show. to the table. Oh, my gosh. But we are done you talking about Lucifer. that. Uh, I'm sorry, Zach. Continue. Uh, so it's a, it was... I'm not sure if it was aired or released on other platforms, but I saw a clip of it on YouTube, and uh, I was very interested in the movie. It like had a lot of uh, like really good emotional dialogue in it, so I went and watched it. It was very good, um, but as you can expect, it's not like the happiest movie. It's a romance drama slash tragedy, um, but I thought it was very interesting because the cultural aspect of it was very different from uh, movies that you would see made in America. Since it was a Chinese drama movie, I felt like a lot of um, different perspectives were put into it from something that would be very kind of stereotypical from something that comes out of Hollywood. So uh, it was very intriguing. Uh, I actually got very emotional watching the movie which is something that doesn't happen too often for me and anymore. He made fun of you. Yeah, he made uh, fun of me for crying in Star Wars. What a I, turd. I never said any. Yeah. I said I didn't remember you crying. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I was uh-huh. in the theater uh-huh. with you, and I uh-huh. didn't remember you crying. So what's uh-huh. the basic storyline so, without giving anything away? Um, yeah, no spoilers. This is a spoiler-free zone. The basic storyline is it's about a radio DJ who at the very beginning of the movie, his current girlfriend breaks up with him and he falls into a very, very heavy depression state. And it's about his progression out of that uh, emotional state with the help of his cousin, who is another prominent character, um, and his best friend, who they call him Chubby, because that was uh, their nickname for him in in college. Uh, And it's just their progression through daily life dealing with romance and relationships and helping him out of that depression that sounds state. sounds so heavy. It's, is it animated? No, it is okay. not animated. It is okay. a live action movie, but it is okay. very good. Uh, if it you, just sounds so heavy. If, like, if I think you have to be in the mood, right? Yeah, if you're interested, I really enjoyed it. Um, so it's called I Belong to You, and it's on Amazon Prime. How? Sure. 
Thank you, Zachary. You're welcome. Mother, it's your turn. What movie have you seen I was, recently? I was going to do Little Women, but like everybody knows that one. And I was going to compare it to the last Little Women that came out with Winona Ryder. But then I got to thinking that we just saw this movie called Gentlemen. Hmm. And I wasn't going to admit that I saw this movie because it's rated R. Oh, my gosh. If they took out the F word and the C word, I think the movie would have been half the length. Because that Holy those two smokes. words were in every <laughs> single scene. I swear, I was like my ears were burning by the time we got done. But so I've never heard aside, of this. I've never even heard of this movie. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Plays a. Of, uh, grows a weed farm. So he owns. Oh, okay. Billions yeah. of dollars in weed production. Very in lucrative England. business. In Mar- England. In wow. And he's figured out how to hide it and where to hide it and who to contact. And it's a very profitable business. And the movie starts because he wants to get out and just wow. like retire. So hmm. it's very interesting. A lot of, lot of um, you know. What what's it called backstabbing, backstabbing, betrayal, very betrayal, intrigue. very mm-hmm. intrigue. So yeah, very good. I'm not going to say much more about it. Interesting. Uh, good good actors, but I have to say this one. <laughs> the part I found the most hilarious was Hugh Grant played a slimy reporter, and I mean slimy, not reporter, slimy private investigator. Okay. Mm. He sounds. If you close your eyes, you would think you were listening to Skidmar. Do Nestor <laughs> Coin from Glass Cannon Podcast. Oh my God. It was Nestor Coin <laughs> in the modern world, played by Hugh Grant. Oh my God. It was so weird. The way he spoke, the way he paused in between, the w- the phrases he used, the way he laughed at himself, it was Nestor Coin. I was like, Hugh Grant listened to GCP and stole that character from Skidmar. It is so funny. So to me, that was like the most entertaining part of the movie because every time we came, I'm like, oh, what's he going to say now? Because he was hilarious. He completely stole the show for me, mm-hmm. this character. Wow. So anyway, yeah, best I wonder, Hugh Grant uh, I've ever seen because usually he's just kind of like romantic or goofy. No, he was a slime so it was and a, funny. It was a different role for him then. I felt so. I haven't seen him in a whole lot of okay. stuff, though, so I can't say for sure, but- Oh okay. my gosh! Well, Funny. the way you were talking, it sounded like you were a Filthy, Hugh Grant though. expert. No, I'm not so. a Hugh Grant expert. I'm just a girl standing in front of two boys. Oh my gosh! Saying I love you. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm gonna go. You all that. knew Sorry. that was coming. <laughs> I can't handle that right now. <laughs> I love that movie, by the way. Uh, but yeah, filthy, filthy language. And, but you know what? But the, hold on, wait. The killing wasn't that bad. You know how I get sick to my stomach yeah. if it's gory, killing, like, like gross. Kingsman, Kingsman yeah. too much. I cannot watch those I movies. I love those movies. I want to vomit. Those are great movies. I gotta say, this one way better with the violence. I could, I could handle it. Do you recommend it? I actually would if you can handle the cussing. What yeah. number okay. out of ten? I'd give it a good solid seven or eight it was good it was well acted yes do you recommend your movie yes i do and a number out of ten uh i give it like a 7.8 out of 10 Ooh, he's getting all fancy and i clearly recommend star wars 10 out of 10 oh yeah i was gonna say (laughs) 10 out of 10 would watch again would watch again would cry again ladies and gentlemen wow Wow. well i like the movie but i it didn't get me there man 
You know what? You know what other Star Wars movie makes me cry? There's two other Star Wars movies. Rogue I can't one. believe you cry at any of Rogue them. Rogue One, number three. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So Rogue One, where he's burning no, up. Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. The one where he's burning yeah, up. Where he's burning, okay. And Rogue One. Makes yeah, me cry. <laughs> I knew that one was coming. Rogue One is awesome. Rogue One is my favorite Star Wars movie ever. Since we're talking Star Wars, have you seen the thing on Facebook where Mickey Mouse? Does Obi Wan and Donald oh, Duck's oh, voice? Yes. Does yeah. It's hilarious. It's so funny that whoever did it is it's a genius. Genius. It was genius. So freaking funny. Maybe we'll put maybe like link it oh, or something in the description of the we episode should, or something. It so. is funny. Yeah, we'll try and do that. But uh, anyway, we are at our time limit for this <gasps> nice. behind the curtain. Nice. Look at us. So we filled this out really well. Um, if you have uh, movie recommendations for us or board game or tabletop RPG games that you would like us to try, let us know in the email. Our email is podcast at gatheringages.com. Please stay tuned for Monday. Episode 122 will be dropping. And then make sure that you're caught up for 123 because it is a hum dinger of an episode no low expectations okay it is a it It is is a a low dinger it is a terrible (laughs) awful disgusting mess of an episode and we hope you don't listen to it (laughs) so don't say that stay tuned for all that good stuff like i said we might try to do more on this behind the curtain format but for now this is what it is if you have other segments you think would be fun for us to talk about yes like i would like to talk about hobbies maybe you I can't bring your crocheting. I don't on have See, any of those because I don't have a my, life. My, <laughs> it's true. He doesn't have any hobbies. No, I was thinking hobbies or books or places we visit, things like that. Okay. Well, whatever. This is basically just us talking about what's going on in our lives and things we enjoy. So it's very narcissistic. Very. Yes. <laughs> That's why it's fun. <laughs> but anyway, this has been Behind the Curtain 32. Signing off. Till next time. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> later come with me and you'll see all the junk we stash behind the curtain there is no word i know in this world that rhymes with curtain i'm fairly certain